Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. This is Contrarious Live. We're coming to you from out of the dark. And uh, a little earlier, I was talking to Josh, and uh, I asked him, I said, what the heck does that mean anyway? Out of the dark. But it's a reference to the earlier uh, podcast title. Out of darkness into the light. Right, Josh? Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's there because we're not on talk to you today. We're re- recording this on our phones. So it'll be a little bit different. He's probably going to have some uh, audio problems. Because I've got problems editing right now because I've had some breakdowns with uh, equipment. And... Um, I'm not able to like level, uh, level the audio out, normalize it. I haven't figured out how to do it yet, so I have to do it on my phone right now. So anyway, today Josh is going to uh, go over kind of an outline of um, his health practices and beliefs. And he's actually quite a remarkable person because he's only, how old are you, Josh? Uh, I'm 23. I don't even celebrate my birthday, so it's kind of... A lot of people would be shocked, but if you're not shocked, it's because um, you haven't heard him talk like he's going to be talking tonight. So he's going to kind of, kind of have presentation style, and I'll just kind of do uh, color commentary. And uh, I'm going to try not to talk too much because um, if I contribute too much, we'll end up with a part two. We're going to try to get this all done in one episode. I don't know if we can do it, but he has questions, and I said if you ask me questions. It won't, it'll, we can't do this all in one show, so um, maybe we'll do the questions later. So this will, he's going to have, he has kind of a rough outline there, and uh, yeah. so I want you to go ahead and talk about that, but uh, I have referred to him privately as the boy wonder, and uh, I know some of you out there have to be shocked that he could keep up with me on these different subjects. Because I know you assumed that he was older. I did, too. I didn't know he was 23. I thought he was in his late 20s, and possibly in his early 30s. I, I, I thought you were in your late 20s, though. So I don't think anybody thought you were 23. So I want to get that out there. He's a very unusual person. Um, he's self-educating. So he's got two primary um, influences. This other fellow we've mentioned in the past, and also myself. But you've only been listening and considering what I'm saying for about three or four years? Uh, yeah, it's close to three years now. Yeah. But at, at this point, he understands my belief system. Uh, not with health, because I haven't really communicated. It is actually a system of thinking. Um, you know, every thought and theory is all written down historically, and it, eventually it develops into a system. Um, you've never heard that. So he's got different views on health that I do than I do. And we're not going to, you know, do the me versus him thing because we don't, we don't even yeah. want to go there yet. Yeah. You know, I'm a what I call a philosophical fruitarian. It has nothing to do with what I practice. 
I'm also a philosophical breatharian. And a solarian and an Etherian have to explain all that. But uh, you have practiced the carnivorous diet. And I just want to say there's a number of diets that you can practice and have good health. Yeah. But one of them is superior, but not necessarily for everyone. For instance, if you're very toxic and you're overweight, you need to have a transition diet in order to go to a superior diet. You just can't go on a superior diet right away. You need to make a transition. So see, it, it depends on what kind of state you're in. But I'm always going to say that I believe that it's best not to eat at all. I know I sound kind of crazy to people. This is not practical at all. I don't recommend this for anybody. But people have done it. It's been documented. It could take you maybe a yeah. decade to transition to living off what we call the ethers, the fifth element. It is possible. I, who would want to do something like that anyway? But actually, I think the world is too toxic currently. Oh, yeah. And uh, but you'd have to have some kind of air purification. And um, you should be at a higher altitude. It's really important. That's why you see all this longevity at the high altitudes. It actually has to do with ozone and the ethers. Yeah. We talked about mountains a little bit. You know, the, the ether content is higher when you ascend that mountain, just like, anyway, which is kind of interesting because the oxygen it has the opposite, right? Yeah. Part of it, it's a bit complicated. Part of it has to do, it's like a cone and the, um, you know, like, it's, it's a phallic, phallic shape is what it is, but uh, the energy is not equal up and down that cone or dome, not a dome, but, uh, that kind of shape and uh, just like at a corner of a house you can use Korean photography to actually identify there's actually energy coming out of the corner of the house at that point you see that in other words the energy is not spread equally to the whole structure we talked uh i, I released a podcast that you know i did back back a while and we talked quite a bit about um what people loosely call sacred architecture, but we were talking about from an ener energetic viewpoint. So uh, that's just kind of a humorous title I have right now for that podcast <laughs> through the last upload. The Illuminati boring conspiracy. <clears throat> but uh, I have a longer title and one of the uh, terms in there is energetic shapes. We talked about that a lot. So anyway, you don't have to even mention architecture. Um, so why don't you uh, start us off here with whatever you want to talk about. And, um... Um, yeah, so I guess I'll try I'll just, uh, start off with kind of how I began as a young child and, um, and what my, from what I can recall at least, uh, what my dietary practices were and just kind of give um, a visa or, you know, just like a whole survey throughout my life up until now. Let me say something real quick. In order to do what you have done and what I've done in the past, you actually ha this, I actually believe that you have to be inspired. inspired. Each person, unless there's like, unless you have a parent and that, that would be your inspiration too, but you're just kind of following along. If you had one of these rare parents, it was all into yeah. like alternative health. Right. You're being inspired, but it's not as obvious. But um, so it's like, cause this happened to me, I was actually inspired. And literally changed my entire life overnight because of one single revelation. 
It had to do with the future. And I was like, oh my God, I got to make all these massive changes. And I was totally inspired to do it. And I did, literally overnight. The very next day, I started living completely different. I started a weightlifting program for one thing. The very next day. But there has to be some kind of inspiration for you. So maybe you can comment on that. But anyway, go ahead. <clears throat> there's a reason that forget about dangerous that's the reason right there where you don't allow your child to trick or treat oh yeah the sugar yeah, content is actually dangerous Teenagers are being diagnosed as pre-diabetic. Yeah, and I, for one, I thought I was, I had diabetic symptoms myself um, a couple years back and um, kind of sporadically resurfacing every so often, but I, I'll get into that later. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, my parents were always kind of more health conscious, especially my mom's side of the family. Um, Definitely limiting things. They went on the um, diet, something along those lines. Okay, you don't want to do with Atkins diet because that's dangerous because that amount of uh, protein, which is totally artificial, is it causes cancer. Go ahead. Right. No, I, I agree with that. Uh, it's, totally, it, um, it's the wrong kind of protein. I already said you could go on a carnivorous diet and be healthy, so depends what kind of protein you're eating. We're not talking about raw meat, are we? That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's processed, it's devoid of all enzymes to help you assimilate into the body. It's not, it's not a live food. And I think what you're primarily referencing is the protein powders. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you don't need those because there's a big trade secret that's never talked about. Illuminati trade secret. But uh, our bodies have the ability to manufacture. manufacture protein from eating plant material. And uh, I've already proven this before. I called it everyday alchemy. You won't hear anyone else talk about this. So th right away, we're talking about something esoteric. Right. But your body has the same ability as a, a common earthworm. But you see it best illustrated uh, with... Uh, Cows, 
chickens. Now, we're talking about traditional feed, not this garbage they're giving them today, okay? But, you know, they cows eat grass. Well, where does all the calcium come from? They manufacture it. Right. Think about how much money they've made in the bodybuilding community that you need to eat protein. No, you need to, you, if you're, now, you've got to qualify. There's a huge qualifier. You have to be, your body has to have the ability to do that. Don't assume that's a healthy body. And I'm, one of the things that I'm very firm on, we don't even know what a healthy body is anymore. And um, we, I, I don't even know what health is, but uh, you can make the case that there's nobody healthy as far as like the common people. We've got poison falling on us every single day. Now, the elite have done things to um, sidestep this, so we're not talking, but we're not talking about them. So go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, so, um, so, yeah, I guess if I were to have any inspiration, I guess my parents uh, kind of reared me in a way, I guess it's almost like a small little spark, uh, kind of reared me to not to be aware and cognizant of my body weight, how I look, and also, you know, what I'm putting in my body. I think that's kind of been instilled within me from an early age, although they were nowhere near alternative health then. Um, I didn't start getting alternative health until actually fairly recently in my life, in the past five years, five or so more years. Um, but yeah, there's a, but there was periods of time where kind of feel abashed to say this, but, you know, how these foods, they are addicting. Uh, like, you go to fast food. I remember I always used to go to Chick-fil-A when I was young. Uh, not always. But they have drugs in them to addict you. They're called cytotoxins. Yeah. All processed food. Books have been written about this. There's a good book called Excitotoxins, The Taste That Kills. These are drugs, like yeah. pharmaceutical drugs, in your food in very small amounts, though. They're not even, they're so small, they're not listed on the ingredients, they're not required, but they're in everything. It's processed, all processed food has excitotoxins. And the excitotoxins are designed to addict you to the food. The most common one everybody's heard of is the MSG. That's more of a natural form, but that is a legitimate excitotoxin. So that's why it's addicting. Go ahead. I heard, I heard if, you, if you have it in isolation, it's actually tasteless. It just excites. Yeah, excites yeah. dopamine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it makes you addicted to the food, actually. Um, you watch the old uh, Lay's potato chips commercial, no one can eat just one? Oh, Well, the, the great bulk of what people are eating, it's not food. See, the, the most important opinion is, is God. Does he consider this to be food? I say no. I, I live with people who never eat any kind of vegetable matter or anything like that. It's all 100% processed. That is not food. It could be, but not the stuff that they're eating. <clears throat> As a general rule, when it's processed, it's, it's ruined. 
and it's no longer qualified as a food. They keep people keep calling it food, just like no matter how corrupt Christianity is, the um, the media is still going to call it the church, right? Right. And Hitler was a Christian too. They refer to him as a Christian on the History Channel. Go ahead. Right. Um, yeah, you bring up an interesting point um, about process. We also have to qualify about the process. And I thought this myself. You know, we had to constantly say, oh, well, process food equals bad. But, I mean, in the Torah sense, there is process food that is permitted, that is clean. Um, maybe it's not optimal, but it's still uh, permitted something that is nutrifying. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like, for instance, like the, the priesthood eating at well. The leftovers, um, or not leftovers, but the, sac- the sacrifices and the, and the fa- having the um, sacred parts, the fatty parts. Uh, obviously, that yeah, their families them. actually consumed them. Consumed them, yeah. It wasn't yeah. just the priests that ate it; their family actually did that too. Family, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, so like obviously, what we have gone to do in processing food completely on a it's unprecedented uh, in human history. Um, and, but it's really interesting because we do need more guidelines actually to elaborate on what actually is uh, clean and unclean. Now, there's so, we're actually creating new substances that have never existed prior. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, the way I would qualify, you know, what is food, because I created a term called anti-food, right? It has yeah. to have a significant amount of uh, something to sustain a biological organism. Right. And you, when you test this food, it's not there. People assume, we've done this before, you know, over the years, but uh, they have these different formats to try to educate people, you know, the pyramidal system. Uh, trying to eat so many fruits and vegetables. The government knows that this um, the nutrients are not in the food because you can prove it by, by testing oranges from this. We're not we're talking about non-organic. You have to rest the soil. The Sabbath rest. So there's no significant nutrients in any of this food. Yeah. But the government says you need to eat so many servings of fruits and vegetables each day, knowing perfectly well that there's nothing in there to sustain human life. So the reason that people will reject this is because why? They go, that's completely false because, Dave, we're still living, aren't we? You live off of the sun, the moon, and the fifth element, the ethers. That's the source of all life. These things are containers of the life force. That's why you can bypass the containers and go directly towards the source, depending on you, whether what you can do, whether you're going to... Uh, you know, practice breatharianism, trying to get the ethers in through your lungs, or you're going to move on to um, solarianism, where you try to live off the sun. The next level is etherianism, where you live directly. Your body becomes um, <clears throat> so nearly perfect that you can um, utilize energy directly instead of some kind of mediation. Yeah, and that's actually. I believe 100%. That's, Adam didn't live off the sun. He didn't need the sun. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Was it our sun? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, he didn't live directly off the ether. He didn't need to have a medium. He didn't eat, need to eat food or do anything. 
his entire environment, he's like a battery and it's, it didn't have a low charge. It was always optimally charged. You see that? Because there was no defects in the creation. Yeah. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves because we already talked about there was a defect. We talked about that earlier. I described it as darkness, but it did have to do with energy too. Anyway, that's pretty complex, but go ahead there. <clears throat> yeah, so I did, and for the longest time, this is usually how it is when you sustain a certain practice that's actually unhealthy for an extended period. You can, it's really amazing what the body can do to compensate for that. And you actually won't have any symptoms until later down the road, all of a sudden it just hits you. And uh, I think that's what happened to me. Um, for, because I never really had what I would consider a healthy diet, because I have really high standards. It's almost pretty uh, ridiculous. Yeah, people are going to. Pretty extreme. I, you're gonna, gonna you're gonna sound like some OCD dietitian or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why uh, I, when I tell people what I've done in the past, they just think I'm crazy. But I I told them, explained to them, hey, look, if I could eat anything and be okay with it, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be this uh, stringent like I am now. But I actually had to do it because I had so many problems. That surface. Okay, but you're you're still get, becoming ill. You're still getting sick. So there's something wrong oh, yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I I think the problem with that was um, my sleep was really bad with night shift, and I just never acclimated to night shift. Mm -hmm. And I was just continually sleep deprived for three or four years. My body just couldn't. And now I feel a lot better. I'm switching over to daytime, although that's kind of a little bit difficult because you're switching back. I mean, it is normalcy, but at the same time, you know, you've been all those years on the night shift, and so your body kind of quasi-adjusted. Quasi mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I think that was primarily the main factor, but there could be other, other things involved, too. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, so when I was, um, there was a period in sophomore year when I started becoming more health conscious. This is kind of when I was going into more conspiracy light uh, material. And, uh, like, when I started listening to. You must not have been listening to this show. No, I wasn't. <laughs> but I actually did adopt. Um, I know what you're probably going to, uh, what's common is that I didn't transition correctly, and that's probably true. And also, the stuff I've been doing, granted, there are people out there that are vegans that have done it as the most pristine way that one can. I didn't do that. I kind of had some vegan food that was processed, obviously not good. In hindsight, looking back, it's not good at all. Um, and I just didn't know what I was doing going into it. So I will say that. Um, and I, met, I had coffee, and I'm actually really sensitive to caffeine. And I have probably a more pretty negative view, and I don't think... Um, That's just because your body's not used to it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I, it could adapt. I believe it could adapt. 
but you're doing it too infrequently, so your body's not uh, adjusted to caffeine. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is... The body will adapt to any drug, natural or otherwise. Everything. Because of caffeine, I think um, it might just be on the individual case. I think one of those few exceptions. Uh, maybe it would just take longer for me to adapt because I did it pretty consistently. Like, I drank it religiously every day for at least four years. Really? And, yeah. And I always had... What kind of coffee was it? Um, it was mostly Okay, well, when you're talking about dosage, everybody's the same. Uh, they, You have to have more and more of any kind of drug. Uh, okay, this is where you, there's a difference. There are certain natural drugs that you, um, they're actually safe to take long term. Yeah. There's exceptions. No. In order to get the same effect, you have to keep, that's why you need to take breaks from it, just like cannabis. If you read online, they'll actually tell you, because your body will adapt to it, and you'll be paying through the teeth. Um, you won't yeah. get the same high. <clears throat> right. Yeah, because, I mean, we don't have to. I had a very negative cup, but I'm open to, I like to keep my op, uh, certain viewpoints on the table, you know. Uh, I don't want to be so narrow-minded. And I've seen arguments for both sides, and a lot of people... They call it an adaptogen. Yeah. Other people think it's a nerve toxin. Like it's just completely toxic. Not good. It kind of elicits uh, an adrenaline response because it's toxic. So that's kind of the view I was kind of holding to. By the way, valerian root, which they synthesize and make uh, turn into a drug, that's an example of something that's not addictive. Yeah. It's natural, it's not addictive. Yeah, you could think. Well, Relaxes you, it helps you to sleep. We're talking about Valium, yeah, okay? Like yeah. Yeah. I used to actually, my mom had a supplement that she takes, and one of them is contains uh, valerian, mm -hmm. actually, and melatonin, and um, yeah, that's help people sleep. And that's another thing too. When I was drinking caffeine, and also on this plant-based or vegan diet, I just started. I had really bad insomnia. It was like insane, bad really bad insomnia, sleep issues, frequent urination. Um, so yeah, Caffeine will do that. You're not supposed to drink it uh, five hours before you sleep. So. Right. And I try to abide by that, stand, uh, that guideline because I, I, I recognize that, hey, you know, I must be extra sensitive to it. What's interesting, because um, I, I drink it like every day, I, I drink about a cup or two. I couldn't handle more than that because I'm always really sensitive. So I never really, my tolerance, um, I just don't think really uh, increase at all really. Maybe it just take longer. Maybe I wasn't doing it incrementally. And I was just, um, I didn't have a regimen properly, you know, um, custom myself to it mm -hmm. and uh, my I just want to make sure is my audio okay yeah so far okay, I'll let you know if it drops off great okay it usually does so <clears throat> but, um, 
he's he's trying to do this on the speakerphone and on talk show they actually say don't do podcasts on the speakerphone. Um, Yeah, that's my brain as much as possible. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, But you can uh, still do that with a headpiece. You just keep the phone away from you. You don't need to use speakerphone, but you're um you can't do that. You got a physical problem there. You'd have to get it repaired. Yeah, so that's issue, yeah. We we I've done uh podcasts for over a year on speakerphone and the sound quality was it was decent. No, no, it was decent. It sounded fairly, pretty good. So you can do it on speakerphone. But I mean, typically it's inferior audio. In the old days, they used to say that the best audio in talk show is actually with a, a regular phone. Wow. The old style. You know what I mean? Yeah, because um, you don't get perfect quality with a so what we call cell phone. You know what I mean? No. In fact, many people actually. Actually, say the landline. The landline. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, there was um, I think Marcus Allen. If you know who he is, uh, he was on Talk to for years. I think he used to use a uh, a landline and talk about how it's superior. So. Right. And supposedly these. I mean, um, from my understanding, that these phones are kind of touted to be superior to the landline. At least that's how I perceived it. And. Um, I think there's a reason for that to get people away and close to have 5G and EMF uh, closer proximity to people. Well, um, all smartphones are would be classified properly as a weapon. We don't even know what these weapons are capable of doing. Nobody knows except for the elite. We don't even know. We don't even know what our lives are based around these devices, and we don't even know what they're capable of doing. No one knows. Yeah. But the energy of a landline is totally different <laughs> than these weapons. These weapons that, that they have created this society, it's all based around this weapon. Yeah. Go ahead. It is a weapon. Right. And that's something um, I figured out later. Um, too late, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I, um, I think I always thought the Caffeine intake is kind of one of the primary um, variables in how I came about with all these health problems. But yeah, so I was in a I was in a vegan, uh, um, although not a very high quality vegan diet for. Josh, just real quick, have you ever experimented with yerba mate? What was that? Have you ever experimented with yerba mate? It's 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 a form of green tea. You understand that every every body is different. I kind of mentioned that earlier. There are there are bodies out there, people that are they're sensitive to yeah. caffeine. That's what you're talking about there. Right. I'm trying to make out like everybody's the same. I'm, I actually don't believe that, but it, in a simplified way, that's the way you would introduce the subject. But you're uh, you can't just like there's certain people that can't handle alcohol, right? Well, your body doesn't handle caffeine very well, and that may be a good thing. Experiences, but I actually collaborated that experience with 
Jim Neck finding my friend. He's a really interesting guy. Um, he's really enamored with genetics and coding genomes. So he decoded mine, and he actually found this um, mutation I have that makes me hypersensitive to caffeine. I can't metabolize it well. Well, there you go. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I know, I, I think generally more uh, skeptical when it comes to the DNA. I, I don't want to sidetrack here, but the DNA and the genetics, I, I understand, I actually relate to that a lot, but I do think there's some legitimacy to it. I mean, I've seen it, I mean, that's just one example. Um, where it, I'm not sure what you're talking about, but the DNA is just like atoms or molecules. Uh, they're not going to give you the straight truths. They're not going to do that with DNA either. But I do believe that DNA is real. But they're not going to tell you. So we're being lied to. I actually don't know where the lies are at. I know certain things about DNA that they've lied to us about, like you know, like yeah. things that have to do with the past. Oh, that well, they want us to have certainty about things. Um, right. Actually, there's a big conspiracy that they're going to. There's individuals going to show up. We call him the Antichrist, right? And he is going to claim to be able to prove that he's descended from uh, King David. Well, if you're going to do that, then there's certain theories about DNA have to hold up. So they already have it all in place a long time ago because they have to do that in the distant future. So they want you to believe that you can figure all these things out, which actually you may be able to, but a lot of times you actually can't. But they don't want you to believe that. They want you to believe that you can figure it out. Right. Right. And prove certain things. Like you're from this bloodline. No, 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 no. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, maybe... They're making it, they're simplifying it and making it easier than it actually is. They don't want, see, remember what I said, in order for propaganda to be effective, it has to be simple. So you're just going to get a simple, it's for the idiocracy, right? Let's keep it simple. Just move, move forward, shuffle along here. Nothing interesting here to note. <clears throat> Genome and the population, and there's a lot of theories. They ask people that are honest that look into this. They'll, they'll have, they have to admit that a lot of these are just theories, you know. It's not, yeah. There's no certainty, really. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah. So yes, the DNA did actually confirm my own experience, which is really interesting. Um, there's a couple other things about me that actually confirmed as well. Um, I don't really have to get into that. Um, yeah, so I, so later I started reading this one blog. It's not actually up anymore. Um, it's actually taken down. It, it was, um, it's called Europe Plus Averno, I think. Hmm. I'm, maybe I'm answering the pronunciation. It's actually a Spanish um, administrator or this blog. I write these articles and... He did a lot of stuff on body alchemy, kind of like a little bit esoteric stuff, and um, practices like yoga and uh, how it relates to health and bioelectrical fields. He had articles on that. There you go. That's good. Yeah, and he also had an article on diet, and he tended to be more bent in the direction of animal-based. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
I started adopting this basic paleo diet without actually sourcing my foods well. Um, I think I was eating grass-fed beef at the time. It was organic, so that was good. Better than having the... Just define real quick what paleo diet is. Uh, the paleo diet, from my understanding, um, is basically uh, trying to more paleo or older. Yeah. Yeah, older traditional, the way people used to eat. And I believe, and I've talked about this before, that our everyone's diet, except for the elite, has been radically uh, changed for the worse after this first century cataclysm. You don't have to have a cataclysm. There's evidence that the diet, we're eating basically barnyard food. All our staple foods, they're inferior grains if they are a grain. We could be eating amorous, quinoa. Those are super grains. Why aren't we eating these things? Why does everything have gluten in it? It's a conspiracy. And if you want an alternative, there's exceptions for this. It will generally cost you quite a bit more if it's in a package. But see, you can get you can go to bulk foods. You can get amaranth. You can get quinoa and these other super grains. If they're available, a lot of times they aren't. People never even hear of them. Quinoa is spelled with a Q, by the way. You know what I mean? But no, no, we have to eat this inferior food. The Hebrews, nobody ate this garbage back then. <laughs> Animals did. And the reason is because God cursed everybody. You know, Dave's going to say that. This is why we're eating this food. Our air, our water, and our food is all cursed by God. Okay? You're never going to hear anybody tell you that. But I did. And he has to remove it. Himself. Yeah, it's a good point in the cataclysm, and I, I think that, I think on a whole, uh, larger scale, I think everything, not just in regards to the food, but the whole environment evolved in the first century. You would, uh, well, the ethers are the most important, the fifth element, and that's cursed as well. Yeah. Everything is diminishing energetically. Everything is diminishing energetically if it's good energy. The Earth's magnetic field, which we're tied to, we can't live without it, it diminishes. It's cyclical, but it's a long downward slope oh, right. of devolution. Right. Yeah, because there are certain upswings every now and then. Well, guess what? There's an upswing in the, they call it the age of Aquarius. There's a relationship, you notice, between water, Tesla talked about this, in the ether. Because the ether has qualities of water. Yeah, you know, we live in an ocean of energy. That's what Tesla talked about. Yeah, and all we have to do is tap into it. it's all around us. In fact, here's the thing: energy is kind of a kind of a dumbed down word, but everything is actually energy. What it actually is is frequency. Everything is frequency. Everything is an energetic field. There is no exceptions. Yeah. Not all the energy is good. Everything that God created is all right spin. Okay. That's good energy. <clears throat> All energy moves uh, from point A point B in a spiral. And vor vortexes are everywhere. They're spinning. Kind of like when you see like a whirlpool in water. See that? There's all these commonalities between the ethers yep. and water. So, it's embedded within nature. And that's what you live off of. Your body is a battery and antenna. You're not living off this food. If you had to... 
live off the food, we'd all be dead. Because there's nothing in it of significance. Um, I'm simplifying. I mean, you, you have to rest the soil. There's no motivation to do that financially, so nobody's going to do it. You just lose money. Why? They don't care about the people. They care about money. Everybody's pretty much in the money system. So, right. you know, they have um, standards for organic farming. And you know, you'll go right back to the Bible. You have to rest the soil because there won't be any minerals in it. Minerals are more important than vitamins because um, the body can't manufacture um, minerals. You have to get them out of the soil. And they actually, it's, where do the minerals come from? It's actually cosmic alchemy. It has to do with the sun and the moon. And I'll actually show you this like in these um, alchemical wood carvings and stuff like that. You know how they all got the sun and the moon in there? And what the Illuminati does, they cover up the esoteric properties of the sun and the moon, which we actually live off of. I've said in the show, the sun is more, it's qualitatively more important than the moon. You cannot live without the sun. Now, I'm not saying that you could live without the moon, but you'll die faster without the sun. Yeah. Okay? You'll live longer actually, with the moon, with no moon. That's actually one of the, you already kind of partially answered one of the questions I had that we're going to save for another time. That was, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. But um, about the sun and the moon energy. And- By the way, I, I present myself as an esotericist. I don't know if I've ever said the show. So as you're listening, see if Dave can back this up a little bit. You're hearing things that are unusual, out of the loop. And I'm not trying to manufacture it. It's my belief system. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can attest. Uh, there's just so many things I've heard that are completely unique, novel, I've never heard before out of any other source. Um, and even if it sounds similar, there are so many nuances to it that... Um, that really do differentiate from... What it is, it's, it's actually refined information. I keep refining it and perfecting it. Where other people, they're too busy with money-making. Yeah. Thinking takes time, and you can't have distractions. If you're busy making money or providing for a family or whatever, you're not going to be able to do that. It's actually a time factor. How much time do you have in your short life to do this? So it has to do with emphasis. You're going to have to make yeah. sacrifices if you're going to... The reason you have to make sacrifices because everything... I've never said this on the show. I was going to say earlier. Everything of significance involves conspiracy. So stop thinking about, could this be a conspiracy? Stop that. Only think about one thing. Is it significant? Because if it is, I'm telling you, they've got a conspiracy about this subject because it's important. So... If it's beneficial on a significant level every single time, you don't have to investigate. Just assume, even though people won't, that there's some kind of conspiracy to keep that good thing from you. It actually has to do with your brain. That's where it starts. And that's the problem is thinking. You've got to think and learn how to think. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. You have to self-educate. You cannot learn from people to get an education. I'm talking about ultimately. Now, you can see how your fast progress, did you have a teacher? You're self-educating. That's why there's this big gap between you and what we call normal people. 
They're not thinking. They're not self-educated. They think that you can buy it. The degree, you got to apply yourself. No. That's why they never, ever promote self-education. You get that in a university or somewhere, some kind of institution. You don't, where do they ever promote self-education? Never. It's like they never promote entrepreneurship. There's a whole thing, a lot of things they don't promote. What they promote is the lifelong vacation mentality after you quote unquote educate yourself. That's receiving something from an institution. This, that's what the society approves of. Well, that's only gonna take you so far. You already know this, that there's no revelation in books or any kind of institutional system, once you understand that everything important is hidden, and it's actually hidden by God, it's a curse against his own people and everybody else, then you know that you have to um, apply yourself to discover what the truth is right across, right down the line, because it's hidden. You've got to work for it. You can't buy it or plug into this or that program, because they don't have any revelation. There's no revelation anywhere. There's no revelation on TV. There's no revelation in any, any kind of educational system. I've never seen any kind of significant revelation in a book. And the reason revelation is so important, this has to do with epistemology. They're all false because none of them historically consider this very subject. Because everything has been hidden by God as a punishment, that's why you have to have revelation. You can't get it in a book or an institution. What I just said is incredibly important. It's hidden. The good things, therefore, you must have revelation. Does anybody talk about the importance of revelation? Well, if they don't, they're in the dark. But they will call them an expert, won't they? Okay, go ahead. Um, yeah, so uh, after I started becoming more acquainted with general paleo, but I didn't really, uh, like I said before, I, I didn't really sort, I didn't, really consider the source of what I was getting these food items from. I'd say, oh, well, this is more traditional, it's less processed, but, you know, what was, you know, in the case of, you know, the um, beef, or maybe I was eating some nuts and seeds, you know, they weren't organic, I wasn't, I'm, I'm kind of looking in hindsight now with the perspective I have, this like obsessive OCD kind of mentality when it comes to health. You'll balance out with time. Yeah. Balance comes out with time. It's aging. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, the longest time I was eating kind of that way. And then I just, I went into, I started becoming familiar with uh, this guy named Uteko and uh, the Uteko Method. Um, reduced breathing is very similar to a lot of uh, yogic practices like pranayama. Uh, we actually deliberately reduce breathing and control it. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're talking about pranic, pranic breathing. Yeah, uh, it's actually pranic. Um, well, there are exercises that you do um, routinely uh, every day to instill, yeah, like a basically a chronic breath reduction, almost, mm -hmm. um, so that you actually breathe less, and you're more efficient with the oxygen that you use, and also give a higher CO2 tolerance. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I was kind of, so I did, I kind of moved away from the nutrition 
um, and the food aspect of health. And I was kind of like, for whatever reason, I was just really focused on that. But that actually, I was, it was an imbalanced, it was very imbalanced uh, mentality at the time. And I think that further um, complicated things down the road. And all of a sudden, my <clears throat> junior year, um, I remember the first time this happened, um, I was on the bus, and I just started getting claustrophobic, or just, I don't know, I just had this paranoia all of a sudden just come over me, like, I felt like my chest was heavy, heavy, like I was short of breath, I was like, what the heck is going on, and I wanted one of the, because I've always kind of dealt with, like, a agoraphobia, or the fear of being out in the open, and, and social, and, and a large crowd of people, which is what public school is, so, I kind of always struggle with anxiety, especially social, the social variety, and um, so yeah, I got off this um, bus, and I literally rushed to the nurse's room, and she calmed me down, and I was like, what the heck was that? So I started having these symptoms of um, just like this incessant panic anxiety state, and it culminated in these outbursts where I would just like, I would literally feel like I'm dying. Like, someone help me. Like, I'm dying. So you've had, you've had panic attacks. Yeah. Yeah, I've never experienced that. It was so bad. It was so bad. Um, I felt like, it, it's really weird. I was listening to this one YouTuber who used to do pranks, but now he does, like, discussions. Uh, he just does, like, talks with people, discussions with just random people. Um, and one of these guys actually... It was about how he overcame depression, anxiety, panic attacks. So I listened to it, and it, it was so similar. It resembled so much of what I struggled with. And I think he really put it, he um, really um, put it succinctly that it felt like an it felt like an acid trip for him. So I guess he went on an acid trip before, did like a, um, like a bad trip, like a psychedelic trip. He said it's kind of like that like in a totally altered state where you're just freaking out and you don't know what's going on it's all of a sudden and there were times like where that happened where I did feel like I was almost like the realization like uh, just kind of getting disassociated with everything and just kind of really freaking out um, I remember one time I was with my brother um, and uh, no not my, my brother I was in the room adjacent to him uh, when he was still living with us, with our, uh, my parents and, I, and my brother and my younger brother, and uh, <clears throat> I woke up all of a sudden. I started just panting, and my chest was really he- heavy, gasping for air. I I felt very weak, like I couldn't move my limbs very well, and so I'm pounding on my brother's door, like help, I'm dying, call an ambulance, and he. Uh, said everything's okay, but I felt, everything felt so dreamy and hazy. When I went back to sleep and woke up, I asked him again, like, hey, did, did that just happen, or is this just me dreaming? He's like, no, that actually happened. I felt like I was just in a different, totally different state. And uh, I started struggling with that for about three years. And really up until last year, I struggled with that. Um, where I'd wake up and just actually almost not really fully conscious, um, I would wake up and I would literally, I would 
literally gasped for air and tried. I remember one time I ran out of my room and then ran back and then passed out again and slept. Hmm. But I had like an episode where I just get up and like, yeah, just have a panic episode. Um, and I'd also have these pins and needles all over my body, like the what do they call them? Um, MS or multiple sclerosis, not scoliosis, but sclerosis, which is where your nerves deteriorate and the uh, nerve uh, lining, the sheath around the nerves, the protective layer is actually eroding. Um, I had symptoms like that. I also had dizziness, brain fog, fatigue, uh, actually pretty bad fatigue, although that was kind of, that fluctuated. Um, hey, Josh, real quick, did your parents have any kind of air purification? Um, yeah, um, the past four or five years we've had this work machine, which is an iron. I'm talking about going back to when you had these uh, issues. Did they have yeah, it then? Yeah, um, I did. We did have these things called work machines. Yeah, we had them for quite a while, and even back when I was struggling with these, uh, ailment that I, I, yeah, I had. Does it introduce any kind of uh, ozone or any ions to the air? Uh, no ozone. Or is it just a filter system? I think, I think, I think it did impart ions there. Okay. Also, HEPA filter or some mm -hmm. type of filtration. Yeah. What people, every, every breath that you take, unless you have uh, some kind of air purification system, is toxic. Yeah. It's still going to be toxic if you, if you have something like that. But what I want to say earlier is that everyone is a shallow breather. We don't come into this world shallow breathers. We become shallow breathers. And everyone is a shallow breather unless you've done something significant. And the two main things you want to do is get an air purification system. But the most important thing is to practice deep breathing, um, yeah. breathing exercises. And this is why it's so important to breathe toxic air. Because you're going, okay, Dave's going to say, don't even bother to practice breathing exercises unless you have a purification system, right? That's not true. So what is the value in breathing toxic air? Remember, we've talked about the value of toxic shower water. Same reason. Yeah. Both of them have the ethers, and that's what we live off of. There's benefits of doing deep breathing exercise with toxic air because the ethers are still in it. Yeah. There you go. Same with toxic shower water. They try to ruin it with you got to have curvature in the pipes. That's all you need. They know that. That's why everything is straight. But it still contains the ether. It didn't have that much. That's why when you get out of the shower, you feel refreshed and nobody knows why. It's like, pay attention. It's like going for a 10-minute walk. You come back, you're like a different person. It's kind of like that. But your home is so incredibly toxic. New York Times says that the air in New York City is better than your home. I say you live in New York, you know what I mean, live in an apartment. You, no, because everything is toxic. Yeah. All these toxins, like everything's soaked in formaldehyde, you buy furniture. Why? Yeah. Um, they cover all the bases. Everything is done the wrong way on purpose. It's weaponized. Now, how many brains can process that? Well, very few, so that's how they get away with it. Your environment, just like they created all the architecture deliberately wrong, you know, the curvature and the shape, it's all done that. They're satanic geniuses, and these satanic geniuses were put into power by God. How many brains can process that? We don't need to go into that one. I actually haven't heard anybody talk about that subject, but anyway. Yeah. No, yeah, I think um, it's 
good point. Um, <laughs> that's also another question because I'm actually looking in the meantime, uh, well, eventually buy, purchase an ozone. I had some concerns with it and how I should utilize it in my room. Anything that is good for you, they will demonize. And as a general rule, they will demonize it in proportion to how good it is. So you got to be careful. As a general rule, I would just stay away from Google. It's completely changed. It's not when it, you come to what we call alternative health, you might as well forget it. All you got to do is just go over to the first page of Google. It's always changing. But I mean, the last time I went there, you put in alternative health and they got all this negative stuff about that. Like it's all theoretical. Yep. Some people believe this kind of garbage. Trust science, though. Yeah, trust science. Trust, trust 100% poison is what science is offering you. Yeah. Call chemicals, okay? Right. And, yeah, I think, obviously, with about chemicals, I think that was the main, well, obviously, what else would be the culprit? And, well, there's something more dark and nefarious that could have been going on, uh, which I really don't even want to think about it, and um, I don't even like to talk about it either, because uh, it's too disturbing, <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I just, uh, and obviously, regardless, I mean, it could be both, it, it would be both, and chemicals definitely, and, and to toxicity, body toxicity, and environment toxicity, which contributes to the former, um, obviously, I think main problem and until I started cleaning up uh, my diet, my surroundings, um, did I actually start to notice improvements? Um, but yeah, I, I, it was uh, so severe, um, Dave. I, I basically wanted to, I actually thought about suicide uh, many times actually uh, during that period. Because I felt like there was no hope, but something in me told me that felt like this was just um, a period of tribulation and it would pass mm -hmm. and that it could persist. Like, don't give up. I just had that kind of um, drive. And so I'm <laughs> obviously thankful for the And it's, there's always, um, I think due to God's uh, grace, um, he introduced me to numerous people um, in my life, and uh, I guess, obviously, you being uh, one of the major ones, but uh, I guess, I don't know if I can mention Chris, because um, I remember when I was with, because uh, we've mentioned about for Drake, I was in this movement, uh, aka the Southern Israelite. That's what was fine. Mm -hmm. But um, I was in this Discord group, and then I met Chris eventually through that. And uh, he was already listening to me. Yeah, which he was listening to you at the time. Yeah, that's true. Um, or yeah, it was. At least it was, uh, he developed a, a podcast, according to what he said, to um, promote or explain my belief system. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, some of it, some of those episodes are still out there. Yeah, well, actually, it's all there. Yeah, there. Yeah. On iTunes. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and he had a, a um, complex with him. Uh, I was on that show like two or three times. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he did it with another guy. Not all the shows, but. Right. Ridiculous about that, so, you, know, you don't need to reveal his name. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I mean, I understand people want security and privacy, but, I mean, some bit's a little bit ridiculous. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I um, I started talking to him, and immediately there's things I was doing wrong, obviously. My diet was <laughs> very good. And um, so I had to, I, I was eating some health, healthy foods, but in, port, in proportion or um, with the unhealthy food I was eating, I, it just wasn't enough to combat toxicity. So I just needed, I just eliminated as much as I could. And as I progressed with knowledge, I understood there's still things that, I, that were still not pristine enough, at least to get me to where I where I'm functional, you know, and uh, which I would say I'm at a basal level of functionality right now, at least to actually have a job and go out and social gathering, stuff like that, and actually have somewhat of a life before it. Like, it was absolutely, and it was really interesting how I was able to contain and compose myself so well in the midst of anxiety. Um, I guess it was just willpower at that point, and um, you really, you actually, a lot of it has to do with um, your, psych- your psychology and also, yeah, uh, willpower and uh, self-affirmation even. Um, and uh, when you're in that nasty predicament, um, but yeah, I had. Uh, Remember, the reason like, self-affirmation works is the opposite of uh, self-hatred talk. I'm nobody. I'm worthless. It's just the opposite. That's why people go, that's new age. It is, but there's value in it. No, there is value. Yeah, for sure. You don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I wish they come up with a better term than that. They never seem to. Because, I mean, thoughts have vibrations, spoken words. Positive thoughts. Well, we already know that's been proven. Actually, when you speak... You're creating a new energy field. Yeah. What kind of energy field is it? Well, if you're a Satanist, it's going to uh, be a lot different. <laughs> it actually has to do with your intent. Right. But those that evil intent creates a negative energy field and affects the environment. And that's this has to do with magic, and it branches off in all kinds of interesting directions. Words have power, yeah. but they have to do with frequency. Yeah, and so I, I think um, I just had to get out of the Stevens mentality. And obviously, um, really God's intervention, obviously, was fun. Well, initially, the press and him telling me to basically eliminate all that processed food and start adopting a more, I guess, quote unquote, traditional diet, something my ancestors have been more reared up to eating. 
This, now, this approach is totally different than my belief system, so go ahead. Yeah. But I don't, uh, I'm not going to even talk about food. What I'm going to talk about is detox, getting poisons out of the body. Everybody is a vessel, and every day, unless you do something to circumvent this downward devolutional trend, every day that vessel becomes more toxic. Yeah. It's filling up with poison. Does that sound like a good thing? You need to get the poison out. And I'm saying that that is more important than nutrients. That's my belief system. Okay, so it's different. Well, I actually, uh, I would definitely uh, agree. And so I would have told you to de detox because when people detox, there's a lot of ways you could do it. You can even just a fruitarian diet. But uh, you could also do it by skipping uh, breakfast. Nobody should be eating breakfast. But um, you, just, you want to extend that fast. Oh, breakfast, you break the fast. The yeah. best thing that's happening to anybody, the general rule, unless they're actually fasting in the daytime, is when you sleep. Yeah. What people do, they just harm themselves all day long, just like going to a doctor. That's all he does is harm people. Because they made them uh, ignorant. They don't know anything about health. And they don't talk about it in the curriculum except to you know, put anything natural down. Because that's all they do, unless they self-educate themselves. Usually they do that over time by learning from their patients' testimonies. They start, after a while, they start to get a, you know, get a clue like, hold it. Let me try this myself, and it works for you too. Okay, you learned one thing. Let's learn a second thing. Because you didn't learn that in medical school because they don't want it. But they're not there to help the peasantry. That's it in a nutshell, Okay. Not, they're not there to help you. They are there to kill you as, as quickly as possible without creating suspicion. And lately, they don't seem to care anymore. So go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that's something I had to come to grips with. Because when I was struggling um, with that, and it was such a... It was such a impunity and such a deprecated state of being... In constant fear and panic, anxiety, where you're not even, uh, yeah, you're not functional anymore. You you have to um, you have to realize, uh, eventually at least, that the doctors are not going to help you, and that's they don't have the knowledge, or they don't have any tools, they don't have anything. Well, they don't have the knowledge, or they don't have the intent either, because they could be well. For all we know, See, once you self-educate, you can literally examine everything they do all day long. And you go, hold it. There's nothing here that's going to help a biological organism. The reason that people think that they're doing something to help somebody because they're ignorant, like the doctor. Yeah. They just assume, well, he's an expert. Of course, where else are you going to go? Um, you don't go to an institution that's approved by the government. <laughs> Look, at they, what do we say about the government? They're already, look at, they're either stupid or evil. Either one, you don't trust the government when it comes to the subject of health. So they, they, the government actually believes that all these nutrients are non-organic foods? Are they that stupid? Now, some of them do. Okay, in politics, you have people who are insiders, and you have the outsiders. They're all mixed up together, like the wheat and the tares. There's the ones that know. They don't eat that food. They know it's poison. It's not there. They only, <laughs> they actually warn their children. 
No, that's that's for the um, the riffraff. Not we don't need that. They will out in public, like if you see a president, you know. I'm not talking about Trump, but Trump's ate he eat hamburgers too. But I mean, they'll eat the garbage food when they're out in the public. They they do that to promote it, just like they everybody gets their vaccine, everybody does it. Everybody else goes to the medical system. If you have cancer, you get chemotherapy. Now the um, the the outsiders, like in, they could even be Illuminati, but your lower Illuminati, you'll see these actors or pop stars, and they have a public announcement. I have, you know, cancer, but I'm going to beat it. There ain't no, as soon as the person says that, don't even know what they're talking about. The first thing that you need to do, besides detoxify, is rest. You shut everything. You don't try to accomplish things. They're still trying to, you know, go on with their career. They're dead. Six months. Why? Because they took chemotherapy. What I'm telling you, there are pop stars uh, and movie stars who don't do that. They fake it for the public. Those are the real evil ones. They didn't get chemotherapy because they know it kills you. Why would you do something stupid like that? So you've got these lower level Illuminati bottom feeders. They're dumb. They don't. They trust the medical system. No, that's why they're dead six months later. You don't beat it. Because you can't cut cancer off the body by operating. It's in the blood. It's a systemic disease. If you knew that one thing, then you wouldn't get operated on, would you? tertiary stuff on the surface and they also do these horrible um, ghastly invasive measures that actually end up harming the body and also spreading whatever is well, uh, well in this case cancer when they cut off the tumors um, yeah it's <laughs> it's completely uh, insane Actually, it's all uh, invasive and it's all harmful, and uh, they begin as soon as you're born. First thing they do is they give you a spanking. That's satanic. And this has been exposed by a non-Christian. It's one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. I was actually thinking of it earlier. I always try to save this podcast because I keep losing it because my com- every computer fails eventually, and you either save all that information or you don't. So probably every- I always lose something, you know what I mean? But this non-Christian lady, she said, all this is, she kept keeps saying, this is satanic. That's why they take the child away from the mother right away. No, you want to bond. Well, they know that. So they do the opposite. And everyone just stands there and, well, he's an expert. Okay? But if you have knowledge, you go, hold it here. No, we don't, I don't want any of this. What you want, what did they do all through history? Midwife. Was there any institution? No. And they tried, they lied to us and they said, well, they had this high death rate in births. How do you know that? Notice how they're always putting down medieval men because they're always trying to say, well, you're, they're selling science. You know? So naturally they're going to put, what they're doing, they're selling evolution. They're trying, (laughs) it's the opposite. Everything is devolving at every significant level, on a biological level, with actually what, what, God, what God created. So we're not talking about technology. 
okay? But they're trying to give you the big sell of evolution. Everything's getting better and better. You're superior to medieval man. <laughs> Remember, they had no chemicals back then. If you, if, let's think for a moment. So we're supposed to be superior. To, they had no chemtrails. I mean, you could theorize they had medieval chemtrails. Okay, Dave, can you just prove that? I don't. That's you know. Okay, but anyway, I mean, they had a less um, toxic environment. Well, you're a product of your environment. If you knew that one thing right there, that people don't even think. Our bodies are battling chemicals every day. That is the problem. That's what causes all these diseases. Your environment is environmental poison. And it's getting worse. And despite all the shuffling of feet, we're doing this, we're doing that. Yeah, just like the homelessness problem, you throw millions of dollars and notice it never works because it's not supposed to work. They don't want it to work. They can talk about the environment all they want. And these big companies are, look at their suit, you know, the sewage goes right into the water. That's what you need to change. If you want to get serious about, you know, and stop doing that, keep right on doing it. They are deliberately polluting the earth because the Antichrist is going to purify it. It's not going to be purified until he, problem, reaction, solution. So it's going to get worse and worse until this God shows up. He appears to be a God. And combine black magic and technology and everybody go, ooh, ah. A problem solver like Elon Musk. Right? There's an Antichrist candidate. Do I believe he's the Antichrist? No. I'm just saying, he's out there to attract young people, Generation Z, whatever the heck. Sell them on technology. Technology is a solution. But what is he? He wants us to be merged with the machine. That's a fact. He wants technology inside you. Don't forget that. Because I already told you before the show, there's going to be an exodus of God's people. Everyone else is going towards the Borg and into the machine. The angels actually told us this 10 years ago. I was going, whoa. So that's what happens after the exodus. The people are left behind. Oh, yeah. The the technology is going to be internalized. Basically, basically everyone will be a cyborg. It's already begun because the, 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 the nanobots are in your body, my body, and everybody's body. And it comes down to one thing. When is God going to allow them to flip the switch? And it's a little bit more technical than that because uh, it actually is from person to person and group to group. Because there's Australian or Aborigines. Um, These nanomachines are actually falling from the sky, believe it or not. So everybody's breathing them, but it's a lot better to be uh, on the outback than living in uh, New York City. That's basically common sense. So they're less screwed up than we are. When you look at the Republicans and Democrats, you already see a hive mind. There's no significant middle. That's what we're talking about here. There's a hive mind, too. We can only think this way. 
If you're on the right, you think this way. If you're on the left, you think this way, and we attack each other back and forth. That's exactly what they want. But people are beginning to think more and more like a group, and then they have the non-approved ideas, and those they attack everything. Anybody who thinks of these non-approved ideas, they actually use um, gaslighting. That's a big subject, and I'd like to talk about that sometime. Not, not right now. They condemn anybody who thinks outside the box. They slander you. Initially, people just think you're weird. Yeah, oh, yeah. Back in the old days, when we had uh, health food stores, uh, people would think that the people that went into them were weird. Yeah. They would have these funny names. Like the granola crowd. Yeah. They didn't even understand health. They thought, these people are extremists. Why? Why can't you just go into a supermarket like everybody else? Why do you have to go in a special place? I actually heard people uh, from time to time, back in the 90s and 2000s, when you would see organic products, sitting there going, "There's pe these stupid people buy this stuff. They think it's better. They spend all this yeah. money thinking that <laughs> their health is going to be better, and they're laughing. I heard that twice. That's how ignorant they are. Actually, people have moved away from that generally. I had someone at work that basically told me, I mean, he's always talking about these get rich teams and stuff like that, but it's this uh, kid in Proteus, this black guy. And mm -hmm. He, uh, actually, he's not really, he's a little bit older, but don't use kids. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he used to laugh at me and say, Josh, I mean, come on, you're getting ripped off by buying all this organic stuff. I mean, there's nothing, yeah. it's not anything, you know. Mm. I was like, I, I agree. It's, it's still That's completely true. false. Yeah, no, it is completely false. Yeah, I agree you know, with that. I, I understand in the sense that the organic is still not truly organic in some ways because... All organic food is defective unless it's grown indoors. You got to figure out how you're going to use sunshine there. At, somehow the elk, uh, the um, the Illuminati are able to do that. You can't grow anything outdoors because um, the air is too toxic. What? Yeah, that's the thing. Um, well, that and also the water that they're using. Um, they that's might, right. They might, not, they might not have great pesticides and herbicides, but they're still watering the plants. That's right. Well, there's different degrees of organic. That's really important, too. Basically, the way you simplify all this, you know, for your friend there at work, you get what you pay for. Sometimes you simplify it down, you know, what, can you just get it out in a nutshell? That's it. It really is true. And the, the main reason that um, organic food is superior is because it has less chemicals. It has chemicals in it. And by the way... <laughs> to my revelation, the angels actually told us that uh, most organic corn, it's not organic, it's infected. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's still organic 
corn left that you got cross pollination, they're ruining it. It's weaponized food to destroy everything that God created. Like a little Pac-Man, a nanobot that eats it all up. And God's only let this go so far, and then he's going to repair everything. And he's going to get the glory. Before that, the Antichrist will get it. <clears throat> he's going to do some kind of version of this. Make it look like, oh, this society's where better. Well, they created all these problems. So if you start solving some of these problems, you're going to buy into the new system. You know, the Great Reset, whatever. That will happen, by the way. But I'm actually talking about something after that. They are not going to repair all these problems until the remnant leaves. It's always about the elect all through history. If you knew that one thing, the elect are invisible. They are the wheat among the tares. They're extremely outnumbered, even in the Christian church. Okay, yeah. <laughs> big surprise. This is all through history, even the Bible. The remnant is quite small. This doesn't make any sense to anybody unless you have some form of universal reconciliation. Because most people are born to perish. This is why you have to have universal reconciliation. Because this plan doesn't make any sense. You can't make it make any sense. Especially when you uh, uh, insert different degrees of predestination. But I, we say not everything's predestined, but those are the lesser things. The important things are all fixed by God because he has a plan that's not going to fail. God's not concerned about preserving human freedom. He's concerned about illustrating something for his glory as something completely different than what you hear. Like, what did you just say? It doesn't have to do with punishment. It has nothing to do with human action. It is a drama that God manufactured to glorify himself, to illustrating certain things that he wants to illustrate, and people are... We're all suffering in order to glorify God in this way. Because God wants evil. He wants darkness. That's part of the drama. The tension between light and dark. Well, people are going to have to suffer yeah. in order for God to illustrate these things. So. Well, I, and I, um, well, I would comment on that. But then God I'd, makes it all right in the by and by. That's the good news. Mm -hmm. uh, That's why it says he makes everything perfect in his own time. Ecclesiastes, eventually. I mean, you, you've got children who are born into this world. They are extremely, you know, all kinds of physical problems. They may not even have any appendages. Call them arms and legs. This is not equality. Why did that happen? God? I've said before, the answer to every question is actually God. Because God's in control and everything proceeds from him one way or another. Even if it doesn't proceed from him directly, he still allows it. And that required a volition of his will. Yeah. So if God chooses to do nothing, he still made a decision. That means he willed it. And this has to do with evil. You see the divine council scene there, was it first Kings twenty two? The evil spirit proposes to do something, he says, Go and do it. He's approving of an evil action. God is. Yeah, it's a punishment. So there you go. 
God uses Satan to punish. And uh, he uses um, Satan to carry out his punishments. And he tells Satan what to do, and uh, Satan says, yes, sir. And sometimes he gets to shuffle his feet for a while and uh, see what he can get away with. He doesn't have to do it right away, and he doesn't do it perfectly. But Satan is concerned about watching his ass, too. God punishes him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, see, Satan, you'll never hear that he he has fear of God. Both ignorance and knowledge can breed fear of God. Either one of them. You can be artificially fear, fear, uh, fearful of God. You know what I mean? But the Illuminati have a the high Illuminati. They have respectful fear of God because they know what He's done through history, and they know you can't impede God, you can't defeat God. God doesn't fail. So if you knew that one little thing, you're going. <laughs> we're not going to try to defeat Him, okay? Because you can't do that. That's what the devil wants people to believe. Devil's trying to overthrow God. Yeah, yeah. Everything serves God's purpose, and everyone does. It, when you perform an evil act or a good act, both everything is designed to glorify God. How do you glorify God through performing an evil act? You don't in the short term. You do in the long term when God reveals the purpose of evil. But it doesn't matter whether you want to glorify God willingly. You, everyone glorifies God all day long. And this is why, this is the secret reason why Paul said, you know, people were, were, were accusing them, of, you know, because, yeah, you can't outsin God. You can't outsin God. There's a sense where you can, there's a can't, sense where you can't. It depends on his grace. If God's given you sufficient grace to cover all your sins, then you can't outsin God because he has you, he's got you covered. He doesn't do that with everybody. You got the full cup principle. You look at Saul, King Saul. You're done. I've been patient with you. Decades have flown by. You are done. I'm cutting you off. He did the same thing with Israel. And it says the Holy Spirit was replaced with an evil spirit. And you're done. He didn't. He wasn't trying to save Saul at all. After that, he abandoned Saul. And that's one of the things we don't have in Christianity is a doctrine of abandonment. Whether it's a, it could be a town, it could be a person. It could be a family. It could be a bloodline. It could be a, a descendant of Esau, a bandit. Now, this doesn't mean absolute that no one can get saved within this bloodline. But there are bloodlines that are abandoned. It can be a nation like Israel. Scripture teaches that God has abandoned Israel. There's no such thing as a church. Where Israel, Israel is complex, and it has different tiers. And everyone belongs to Israel that is a... Um, We'll call him a, a believer or a child of God, whatever the heck. He just simplified everything, theological propaganda. If you're a believer, you're in Israel. Israel is actually secret. It used to have like a structure. God destroyed the structure. It's called theocracy. So now Israel is like this mysterious thing. But that's what we all belong to, not this church. And we're all under punishment. Israel hasn't been restored yet. That's why we're under curse. If it had been restored, then we wouldn't be bump, being bombarded with chemtrails. 
if we were pleasing to God, which we're not. Go ahead. Derail the conversation further, but I'm just really feel like asking this question. Here we go. <laughs> um, about Israel, uh, uh, the theory that you have concerning the nation of Israel and its identity and what that comprises of is. Uh, you said anybody that's a believer... Israel is a people of God, by the way, if you want to simplify it. Yeah. It doesn't need to have... It doesn't need to be in an institutional form. Right now, it's, it's not. Because when God destroyed that theocracy, which is a temple-based religion, if the temple's destroyed, your religion is done. That's why you can't keep the Torah. Right. If, if the Torah was for today, then we would have information about chemicals. Anything about chemicals? These foods that forbidden, every food that God forbade had to do with natural toxins. Well, which is worse, natural toxins or chemicals? So if we had an updated Torah, which is what we need, you would be talking about chemicals. And whether you should eat processed food, that'd be interesting. Is that a sin? Wouldn't that be interesting? This food is plasticized. It literally has molecules of plastic in it. That plastic is everywhere. <laughs> You can't get away from it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's only one molecule different than petroleum. These hyd hydrolyzed oils, which are actually illegal to have them in New York City in a restaurant. That's how toxic they are. And this is why pe one of the reasons why people are so overweight. And it's clogging your arteries. And that's why when you look at indigenous society, they don't have all this heart disease. It's like they don't have all these teeth problems. That's caused by our diet, which is weaponized. They don't have a weaponized diet unless until they go into the city. Yeah, it's, it's, um, they don't have heart disease. Actually, the one guy I followed, um, and he actually says that vegetable, uh, vegetable oils are nearly impossible to get out of the body unless you perspire heavily and your body temperature rises above 110 degrees. Because it starts to crystallize in your lymphatic system and it stays there. Mm -hmm. It says pretty much everyone that consumes vegetable oils in a considerable amount when they're young, everyone's been tarnished. Their whole their lymphatic system has been so clogged that they can't even detoxify properly. Okay, so the, this, the body is a system of tubes. It has some commonalities with a car, a car. and they clog up with residue. And uh, so we've had a lot of revelation, revelation about health. That's why this is supposed to be on a different level. And uh, this angel brought the subject up. He said, don't eat any kind of oils. Don't eat um, yeah. olive oil. And I'm like putting olive oil on salads with vinegar. I think I'm being real healthy. And he qualified it and says, if it's cold pressed, that's different. That's what the ancient Israelites, sure they had, because I'm going, hold it. The, the, the Israelites, we know they a matzo olive oil. Okay, but it wasn't weaponized. It was cold pressed. Right. Big difference. It yeah, makes well, all the difference. Mm-hmm. Well, so it has to be oil in a natural form. Yeah. And there's some oils that are just plain bad. You know, rapeseed, canola oil. Do research on that. That's why it's canola oil is just all over the place. They want it there because it's poison. Very foul. I'm talking about 
natural poison. Yeah. yeah. No, we're just not, we're not really designed or stuff. It's almost like a pesticide, basically, a human pesticide. Yeah. That's why it's in yeah. your food. One of the main contributors, when I say toxins, you know, I need to expound upon that. I think vegetable oils have such a long-lasting impact uh, on a human organism. So it, it, it's, uh, and all of well, yeah. By the way, what you do, you substitute butter. Because people go, what am I supposed to do? I can't afford, you know, cold-pressed olive oil. Substitute butter, which they always condemn. It's too fat. I mean, fat is good for you in natural form. Don't worry about it. Anti-fat, go on a diet. The reason they tell you that, none of this works. That's why they tell you to do it. You notice when you have all these women's magazines, they're always talking about, you know, sex and um, <clears throat> and, and dieting. That's because there's no diets that work. What happens when you go off a diet? What you did, you trained your body to assimilate uh, fat more efficiently. Now you got an even bigger problem. You can stay on the on the diet if you want. You can't stay on a diet. Now that's different than fasting. We can have a lower caloric intake. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's well, something I actually did in place uh, that period sophomore year of high school? I did a lot of intermittent fasting. Was uh, actually I go up to twenty. Yeah, sometimes it would be 20-hour fasts, <laughs> and I'd have one meal a day sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how many years went by, but I used to, pra I practiced it for years. Um, yeah. I fasted um, every seventh day. Okay. And it wasn't like lined up with a Sabbath or anything like that, you know. Right. I'm a, <laughs> a Sabbatarian who holds a view that no one's ever even heard of. We don't know what the day of the Sabbath is. Everybody yeah. assumes, oh, of course we do. It's yeah. possible to prove that all this information passed through the medieval period protected by God. When we're under, everything's cursed. It says in Hosea 2, he's going to take away the Sabbath. How's he going to do that? Conceal it? And well, the day, it's supposed to be Saturday. We don't know what day Saturday is. That's the problem right yeah. there in that nutshell. You think you do. You're actually trusting the Roman calendar. Yeah. Always saying nasty things about the Roman Catholic Church. You'd be amazed how many times these same people, they could be a Seventh-day Adventist, they could be Jehovah's Witness, you're actually trusting the Roman system. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't know you, you don't know that, but you are. Yeah, the Jewish calendar, I mean, that's been, that's been uh, painted by the, when they were in Babylon. It was a Roman institution that preserved and recorded history for us. That's what you're trusting. You're trusting them. When you talk about history and quote all these dates, and you don't like the Roman Catholic Church, well, you're trusting uh, their information. Because that's all we have. Unless you have access to privileged information, which nobody does. See, that's why all of a sudden we can see, Dave, maybe we really do need revelation. Maybe we do. See, they don't know it's a slave system that primarily has to do with not the body, like in Egypt, but the mind. Our minds are imprisoned. This is a different kind of imprisonment. Enslavement of the mind. More subtle. To fool people 
and makes him believe, look, if your hands are shackled, you know, an iron, you know that you're not free. Everybody knows that, right? I'm a slave. Ah, but if they imprison your mind and they feel this propaganda, oh, you're so free. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Everything has to do with bondage. Satan will give you all kinds of, you know, talk about freedom all you want. Everything is designed to lead you into bondage, slavery. Yeah. And make it appear as something that it isn't, you know. Uh, you know, when they had uh, sexual freedom, 1960, they tried to sell you with that one? No. You just go into a different, a new bondage. Talk to somebody who has a pornography addiction, okay? They called it free love. It's not free. There's a price to pay. See how they sold it to you? Yeah. Well, and this is why women, I'm just telling you, I have somebody before people go, oh, man, we got one here. Why women need to be guided. All through history, they were guided by patriarchs. Who created the law? Males or females? Morals were established by the patriarchy. This is why feminism rebels against the patriarchy. It's rebellion against God. Okay? God establishes law through the male. Okay. So, you have to have guidance. So, they didn't, um, they had all this, you can do as you please. And they didn't take very long at all. It's called Woodstock, walking around naked. You know how different that is than what was going on in the early 1960s? It's almost like it changed overnight. It actually happened the summer of love, basically. No, it's the summer of love, right? No. They're always leading you into bondage. So anyway... Because we're slaves, right? So it's a deeper bondage that has to do with the mind. In order to act correctly, you have to know correctly. You see that? Go ahead. Well, that's something that uh, it's that uh, it's that um, realization that we're in bondage. Um, to me, that wasn't really up until the past three years. I start realizing how uh, um, colossal the uh, implications of that are. Um, because, yeah, like um, looking back to the past, with, uh, we, we, we actually have to, like, it's just a lack of knowledge, a lack of information. Um, we actually have to experiment with ourselves to actually find out what is uh, viable and what is healthy. <laughs> yeah, uh, because there's so much disinformation out there, so you're experimenting. Yeah. And I think that's, that's just, it's actually, it's actually kind of, it's an experiment within an experiment. Because they want to see, <laughs> at least the, the, I guess we could call it the experiment, uh, with the, yeah, within the experiment, yeah. Um, because it's it's uh, so the people that are 
not the normies, right? They're not Carson Lehman that think outside the box. They want to see these people experiment uh, uh, with themselves, and you have to take some spiritual stance to actually realize this. Um, otherwise, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of what I felt like doing for couple like I was doing for all this time. <laughs> um, it is absolutely, I, you know, there's only, and now I'm starting to realize too that you can't be perfect, uh, especially with chemtrail theology. There's absolutely no way. Um, chemtrail theology, yeah. You just have to, I mean, the best you can um, and pray for protection. That's pretty much it. And uh, that's come where I'm at now. Um, uh, I'll tell you one thing: for a lot of people, the stuff that I have done, the practices, uh, when it comes to trying to have a, the most pristine and clean diet you can, most people have families who uh, have a lot of bills to pay. They can't. They can't do it. Well, yeah, you uh, you have going on like uh, a, a pristine raw food carnivorous diet and now we're starting yeah. to see just like i already said breatharianism forget it it's not even practical in this toxic world but it could be for somebody under some kind of ideal conditions maybe extremely disciplined and very patient but um it's too expensive yeah the carnivorous well, unless you got a lot of money carnivorous diet raw food is it's too expensive that's my opinion. I mean, you're starting to see it now. You go, hold it here. It is. Well, the only reason I'm actually avoiding it now is because, well. You're still doing it? Um, well, actually, no. Semi. I'm sorry. I, I just spoke there. I'm not, as of now, I was five months ago I was calling it, but now, just recently, I've stopped. And I have noticed a decline in health mm -hmm. in some ways. Um, I think I'm not getting as sick as often because I'm sleeping better. I'm, a I'm on a normal schedule now. I'm uh, day shift. Mm -hmm. I was on night shift there. And I have to say, I mean, I won't be getting as much overtime, but heck, you know, I don't really care. If, if I felt like feel just way better overall sleep, like you mentioned before, sleep is, besides intoxication, is the number one, which I bet is intoxication, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that was really my most important thing. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, the reason I believe that um, the carnivorous diet, we're talking about raw meat here, yeah. is beneficial. It's, it's more than one thing, but in my view, the primary thing, first of all, you're, you're not about anything processed, okay, but it's because it contains a significant amount of the ether. But my question for you, have you ever, you know, you have these proponents of this, proponents of this diet. Have you ever heard them talk about them? Uh, they don't really get into um, the esoteric aspect, or yeah, that's what I thought. I don't, I haven't don't. recall anybody talking about that. That's that's why I would promote that. Yeah, why the food is just a vehicle of the ether. So, yeah. in my view, which will differ with yours, um, you want it's all about efficiency. So if you can eat something 
let's say you eat two things that have the same amount of the ether, but one is more easily digestible, I'm going to tell you that's a superior food. Because it takes energy to digest food. And last I heard, a typical American, a typical American diet, they use 60% of the available energy each day with digesting food. Now, obviously, if you're eating watermelon, it's not going to, you're not going to be spending that much energy. Yeah. No. But the problem with eating meat is it takes, it passes more slowly through the elementary tracks than uh, yeah. a watermelon, no, yeah. which has a lot of water in it. And that's good. Yeah. Yeah, water uh, is very um, hydrating. Um, that's something, because I used to guzzle it. I could just keep going on and on with all the experiences. Maybe black people were doing that in, intuitively. Intuitively, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Intuition still exists. <laughs> It's my thirst for water? Yeah, I was drinking like really high. I never drink any tap water. It's always mineral water, like in the spring. Mm -hmm. I buy in bottles. Huh? I drink that. That was it. That should be good. Yeah. And so I was, that's the only thing I was drinking, uh, only water I would be drinking. And I was just thirsty all the time. I was so thirsty. And um, you need to have stuff. I mean, water's good. Um, but I think sometimes there can be something sick. If you get it from a natural source, sometimes there can be something secretly wrong with that water, the water yeah. store, and you don't know it. You can't detect it. Yeah. Just like there can be uh, toxic gases that come up in your basement. Yeah. And you don't know that. There's ways to detect them. They're dangerous. Same thing can happen with a water source. Yeah. Hopefully that wasn't what was going on. <clears throat> You can't trust well water. You got to have it tested, and actually need to continue to test your well, your natural source of water, see if it's changed. Yeah. Because they're doing all this stuff, you know, this fracking, and they're just destroying what's down there. It's largely a cavern, honeycomb cavern system, by the way. But it's always in a state of flux because they're damaging everything down there. So you can't, that's why you have to, it's it's changing all the time. So you just can't assume that, well, I drink out of a water. I had a test one time. You need to keep testing occasionally. Yeah. Um, Fracking is absolutely satanic. It makes no sense whatsoever. Unless you understand these guys are satanic. Their intent is absolutely satanic to destroy what God created. That. Nothing else makes any sense. They're not stupid. You know what they're doing. To destroy. Well, it doesn't affect them because they're not on the surface. So. <laughs> well, that's pretty heavy for most people, but yeah. Yeah. yeah the, I, um, the governors of this world, they're not residing on the surface. Why would you do that? <clears throat> the only thing that is superior up here is sunlight. The moonlight. Yeah. The sunlight... The moonlight actually passed through the earth. This has been proven. Yeah. 
it diminishes, but it, it, it actually, it's frequency and it passes through other objects. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, they do have, they actually have NASA diagrams for the uh, sun. <laughs> well, they're talking about putting up an artificial sun. Yeah. Like, seriously. I, I've often wondered if, well, we actually have an artificial sun because there are people that comment on how the graphs, when the sun, hit, uh, sun hits it at a certain mm -hmm. um of day it suddenly starts to die and it might be artificial it might be the artificial sunlight here's something interesting it's virtually impossible to prove that we don't have an artificial sun this has to do with learning how to think straight you know why we don't have enough information you're just a peasant that's that's you also can't uh, prove the true curvature of the earth you don't have enough information yeah ever heard anybody say that no? primary data you're a peasant. All the tools that you need to do those things, they're not giving them to you. There's conspiracies with every telescope, every microscope. It's been proven. Yeah. They, everything could be better and more powerful. Just like the carburetor. The same basic carburetor decade after decade. Why? Because that's all you get. The common riffraff. Meanwhile, they're flying around in their invisible craft right over your head, like in the film They Live. They live. It's all populated. Yeah. Um, the second most efficient method is to take a, a bullet train. If you want to go from point A to point B uh, across the ocean, you don't go in a ship or a plane. You go in a tunnel on a bullet train. All right? It only takes a few minutes. If you're privileged, you don't do that either. Just go in these invisible craft. Yeah, Sky is full of them. Yep. Yeah, I was recently talking to a friend, uh, well, not too long ago, about this. And he, I know he's conspiratorial, conspiratorial to the degree where he's aware of invisibility craft, he's aware of high-end, anti-gravitation, whatever you want to call it, um, aircraft. Um, yeah. You know, and... and it's We're talking about military crafts that they try to convince... Some It comes from different sources, so some of it is down from below. Yeah. Uh, but they try to convince us uh, it's from um, outer space. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. Right. He wrote a single book, which is really uh, influential. He wasn't a very deep thinker, so people always refer to him. If you talk about him too much, then that shows you you're not doing a heck. I mean, if you're really impressed by him, he was a drunkard, alcoholic, and he had all kinds of problems, okay? But he was doing something. He stood out like a sore thumb. And uh, what he did was generally good. I think they they knocked him off. So. Yeah, I think he does have good, good material. It's not obvious they killed him, by the way, but anyway. Yeah. Well, he, he, uh, 
he uh, attests to actually witnessing in his time in, uh, in the Navy um, these ships, these uh, this aircraft actually coming out from the ocean. Oh, yeah. Like it was underneath the ocean, it'll come out and blow in the sky. When, you're, when you listen to this show, you're going to hear Dave say, do they have the ability to build underwater cities? And stop and think about that for just a, a moment, okay? Think about that for a little bit. Uh, yes, they do. So do you think they exist? Uh, see, Dave. Yeah, there's a numerous... Uh, of course they do. And that's where the crap come from. <clears throat> Um, like I said, they can manufacture planets. You've got to allow them. You just take nanotech and start building small and keep going. Keep going. But God says no. Yeah. I'm assuming. You see, remember we talked about the bumping into God principle, which I haven't talked about in years. If you have unlimited technology like alchemy, everything, the only real limitation is God. You're headed in the direction of a God, unless God does something. And he does. He says, no. And then you bump into God. You can't do that today. And you know what it's called? Are you ready? An angel. Yeah. That's how God says no. Angels, if you even knew how involved they are with, like, everything significant, Remember I said everything significant involves a conspiracy? Everything significant involves an Elohim, whether it's dark, bright, or in between. Everything. Humans are basically pawns. This includes like wars, Hollywood. Yep. What did you just say? Hollywood, music. Oh, yeah. You see, there's nobody out there talking about everybody has an Elohim. That's the problem. An angel. You're, you're, you're writing lyrics for a song. Don't assume that that wasn't largely given to you. And he's, he's brilliant. Kind of funny. Brian Wilson, right? Yeah. So the general opinion is he's a quote-unquote genius. Potentially the greatest album, some people say it is, is the Smile album. It was supposed to come out in 1966. He wanted to call that Dumb Angel. Originally, huh. the album, he wanted to call it Dumb Angel. And he would talk about God a lot. I believe it was his angel. Now, I'm not trying to take credit away from him, because you never know. You have to give credit to the human, because you never know what the angel's doing. I'm just saying, because the angels have told us a few things, that they're very involved with songwriting. They help. They help you. They help the human, whether he's good or bad. You're basically joined to the hip. Yeah. Okay? You used to be a single thing. You proceeded out of your Elohim. There was a division caused by God for a secret purpose. That's what he's talking about there in Genesis 1, 26 and 27. When he speaks to the Elohim, he's not speaking to the Trinity. Even scholars will tell you that, Trinitarian scholars. Each Elohim produced their own human. A, a, here's what happened. A soul emerged. And there's actually a pool of souls. And you'll actually see that in, I believe it's Psalm 139, where David is talking about having consciousness in the underworld. 
before he was born. Huh? Not compatible with our belief system, so we spiritualized the text. But Augustine believed in a pool of souls, at least at one time. That's a big subject. I don't want to drift on in that. But if you believe in the pre-existence of the soul, like I do, you're talking about a pool of souls, but souls can divide, like in Deducianism, like Tertullian and Luther. And I am, I believe in the pre-existence of the soul, but I also believe in Tertullianism. So I believe the soul divides. It actually comes from a super soul. And who is that super soul? Adam. Right. So you have both pre-existence and division. You inherit your soul from your father or your parents or however all that works. Something to think about. Now, you notice there, I've made improvements on the historical view. Whatever the view is, I've never seen anybody combine those two views. I think Augustine might have. I've talked about this before. I walked into this huge library. The very first book my eyes fell on was a book that... Central thesis of this book was to prove that St. Augustine actually believed in pre-existence of the soul. And he went through different views because he's always referred to as a creationist. Almost all Christians are uh, creationists, right? They always say the soul was created at the moment of conception. And they repeat, repeat, repeat what they heard. That's virtually impossible to prove. No one can prove that. I can posit the theory that it was created eight seconds before or after. Go disprove that. Can't do it. It's a hundred percent unprovable theory. Creationism. How do you prove that the soul is created at the moment of conception? Is there some proof text? No, they don't need a proof text. You see that? Just believe it anyway. Just keep repeating it. So what the Illuminati, all they ever needed to do was make theological propaganda popular. It's always that way. See that? That's what they did. Because they're trying to cover up secrets. The big secret is that your spirit is eternal. Yeah. They want you to believe that you emerged from primordial soup and became an ape. Descended from an ape. That's the opposite. It's 180 degree propaganda. You actually come from a divine source that's inferior divine source. There's one God... And there's a family of gods. And this is not Armstrongism or Worldwide Church of God. They try to cover up the Elohim. They dumbed it down and turned them into angels. And they don't want you to know that you pre-existed. Well, not to my reincarnation. It's a different subject. They overlap. If you believe in reincarnation, you always believe in pre-existence, right? You can believe in pre-existence without reincarnation. You don't hear that very often, do you? <laughs> uh, I don't really hear it much at all because ever since it was condemned, you know, originism at a church council, um, you don't hear it. And that just shows you how people follow along. They're not following Revelation. They're not following, you know, God. They're following society actually called the Roman Church. And the Protestants did the same thing. You know, they follow all the primary Roman Catholic church councils. That's a fact. 
up to a certain point. The medieval ones, whatever you want to call them, you know, the early ones? Yeah. Like the first seven. You cannot question these things. So Luther didn't. So the Protestant church followed them, all the councils. No, they call it Reformation, right? They didn't make any Reformation in those church councils. They followed them. That's why Michael Sturbitz had to die. Because these right. councils proclaim the Trinitarian is Orthodox. It's not. That's, that's church Orthodoxy, not biblical Orthodoxy. Biblical Orthodoxy has to do with um, identifying heresy, which is a denial of an essential truth. Any if any essential truth that's denied, that's a heresy by default. So the Bible determines, the Bible doesn't interpret itself, right? But the scriptures determine what is um, heretical and what's orthodox. And orthodoxy is the avoidance of heresy. And heresy is not determined by a church council. Those are man-made heresies. Remember that proof text in the Bible says, if you deny the Trinity, you're going to go to hell, you're a heretic. He doesn't talk about this anyway. He's made it up. Now you can see that most Christians believe if you deny the Trinity, you're not a Christian. Isn't this what they believe? Is that based on Scripture? It's not in the Bible, you know. So. It's a magical belief, anyway. All right, let's get back to hell here. Yeah. That's, some of this is happening because we're not talking much, at least like in recorded form. Yeah. We're talking on the phone, but if we talked more often and got this information out there, we wouldn't have to have all this little deviations and stuff. But they're all quite interesting. This, people need to hear all this because yeah. you're not hearing it because it's hidden. Right. Get over it. Listen, even if you disagree with the interpretation, you've got to understand fundamentally there's hidden information across the board. Everything that's important is basically has some hidden quality to it. They're trying to conceal the truth right on the line. That's why you just embrace this or that. Any kind of system of thought, they're all highly defective. Every single human system. And this includes biblical theology. And not one single historical person has figured this out. Remember I talked about in the old days how to think straight? One of those important elements of that is simply being suspicious. Can we be suspicious? All right? That's the first step. You're not trusting the system. You know, Christianity, okay, I got saved. You're going to trust the system because you believe that God's guiding the show. Well, kind of, sort of. But it's quite complex, actually, because um, we're all under judgment from God. Everybody's under judgment from God. What kind of judgment are you under? We're still under a Genesis 3 judgment, and the church doesn't seem to understand this because we're in a new covenant day, so we don't talk about curses. <clears throat> new covenant is future, just like in Judaism. There's some things they have right. All right. Yeah, 
So, uh, interesting back here. Uh, I kind of glossed over some things. Um, uh, I'm to mention why well, I did mention the intermittent fasting, and yeah, so um, I was a lot of these supplements really uh, before high school, and my mom was really adamant about me taking them, and I eventually abandoned it because. Um, supplements, I mean, there's, I don't know, I think it's very, very rare to find supplements that are actually, um, can be assimilated and actually beneficial. Well, so. it's actually, it just, it's always reducible to knowledge. Yeah. And, uh, so what you do, you simply, uh, buy herbs or, I don't, which I don't recommend because it's expensive, but you just buy them in bulk and you grind them in a coffee grinder and digest them. What herbs are is um, concentrated food. Yeah. And everything you need is in an herb. I've never heard anybody say this before. And this is what I've done for years. I just, um, I rely on herbs for nutrients. It's concentrated food and it's cheap if you buy the right ones. Now, if you buy spirulina, that's expensive. Yeah. You don't need to do that. Buy kelp. Kelp is cheap. Yeah. The Greeks were really big on kelp. Mm -hmm. Very cheap. So, see, it's a lack of knowledge. So, we have a near universal problem in this country of malnutrition. Government knows that. They're not stupid. Not every politician. I'm talking about the ones that are clued in. The insiders. You know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, as far as supplements go, like buying a pill, they work. But you got to buy a high-quality, expensive product. That's why I recommend don't even – if you want to focus on certain supplements, okay, because you've got a specific problem. Um, if you have the money, just buy herbs. Uh, if you don't um, – Buy them in bulk and grind them, and they don't taste good. You actually put them in water, stir it, and it's going to taste not very good. You could put some things in there, like I like salt or apple cider vinegar. People don't like apple cider vinegar, but I think it improves the taste. But that's what I've done traditionally. It's cheap. The nutrients are there in concentrated form. Notice you don't have to eat all this bulk to digest it. So it's efficient. Right. The more bulk that you have to eat to get extract whatever you're trying, that's inefficient. So, yeah. you know, what are the foods that are the easiest to digest and the ones that are hardest? Uh, the hardest is actually processed food. And that, the next level down I'm simplifying is actually meat. Yeah. Because it passes through your elementary tract more slowly. Yeah. They got a video of a doctor Showing what happens in your in your intestines when you uh, eat top ramen. Oh my gosh! This is like a plastic oh. glob. <laughs> and I live with people who come through here. Um, that's their the whole diet is based around ramen. There's a reason why they call it gluten, because it's actually a glue in your intestines. It's a conspiracy to clog your intestines and so that you can't digest your, 
you can't get nutrients into your intestinal walls because there's a black uh, material there. And it comes yeah. from this anti-food. It's actually designed to do that. They know exactly what they're doing. And it doesn't matter. You could spend all your money on expensive supplements. You could have a high income. You have to be able to digest it through the intestinal wall. It's not going to profit you at all. You know, it's kind of like, you know how they coined the term, you are what you eat? Yeah. And then, but it's actually, you are what you digest. That is actually true. Yeah. That is very important. Yeah. Yeah, so the first one, you know, there is a general truth to that. Yeah. But you're putting a huge qualifier on that, and that is true. It's not what you eat, it's what you digest. Body, yeah. digest it, and it's assimilate into, in the, into the cell. Uh, and that's kind of what I was going in. You know, they have, generally, I was speaking, you know, they, they don't have the cofactors that are present in these uh, trace elements. And, uh, Yeah, I kind of uh, enzymes. Yeah, enzymes need digestive enzymes, and that's why you know probiotics and all that kind of stuff is very important. You you see the connection now. You've heard about this connection between the brain and the gut. gut. Yeah. Now you start to see how important digestion is. Remember, I said most people spend most of their energy digesting what we call food. Obviously, if it was real food, you wouldn't be. You shouldn't be spending most of your energy digesting it. Yeah. The reason you are is because it's extremely problematic. <clears throat> it's not real food. Well, yeah, it looks like food. So, yeah, that's a huge problem. You need to make it as easily to um, assimilate as possible. And for me, I noticed that I had to eventually went to the paleo diet that I adopted more of a traditional based uh, what you call Western price diet um, I don't know if I should kind of um, describe well you can I just want to say a point of illustration you look yeah. at two oranges Dave's going to say this one's not food what I define food it has to have a significant amount of uh, ability to nourish a biological organism one orange is fake. It doesn't have that, so it doesn't qualify as food. But it looks the same color. It might even look better than the organic orange. It might be a little bigger. Okay? You go, they look the same to me. No. It's a, it's a deception. Actually, from the devil. Just like table sugar. Don't even get me going. Table sugar is a perfect example of, like, a deception from Satan. It looks innocent. <clears throat> Table sugar will destroy every civilization given sufficient time. It may take 18,000 years. Just wait a minute. Everybody's going to get diabetes like they have now. Yeah. It's like there's aluminum everywhere. Every surface is covered with aluminum dust. It's in your hair. It's in your water. You can't get away from it. So we'd be surprised that we have almost all older people now, they develop, um, you know, Alzheimer's, dementia. And it's not just that. It's also the uh, heavy metals. Yeah. Mercury, 
um, yeah, these uh, <clears throat> mental uh, cognitive problems. I want to, I'm, I'm going to talk about that real quick. Um, this is esoteric, but in the antediluvian world, no, no, let's go farther back. We're not going to use the term pre-Adamic age because we talked about that earlier. Understand? Let's go back to um, way back. But um, when people um, died, they actually kind of like, laid down and went to sleep. And uh, the Greeks and the Romans talk about that. They call it the Golden Age. Death, yeah. just like, you know, women's menopause or giving birth, everything is deteriorating. So death is like, people are like, when they die, they're like terrified, full of fear, everything like that. It didn't used to be that way. Very gentle, just like laying down and falling asleep. Isn't that something? You're hearing that from a devolutionist, so it has to do with that too. A lot of people have a horrible death. I mean, absolutely hor it's ho absolutely horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they keep you alive artificially. Right. That's not living. <clears throat> no. Being kept alive by a machine. Right. And they say people are living longer and longer. Artificially, yeah, the quality of life is what's important. Yeah. And, and that's the, we actually had a recent um, incident in my family. My mom said, well, really not someone, it's an in-law. Um, their mom died, and the mom in her uh, will said, if I'm going to be debilitated, I'm going to have a, be hooked up with all this medication, I don't want to live anymore. Right. And so, yeah, basically take me off and let me die naturally. And they said that they don't know if that was actually a moral decision to let her die off. I'm like, well, is it moral to let her live artificially and like prolong that? Mm -hmm. The uh, toxic toxicity and all these uh, treatments that actually just make your life suck. <laughs> mm -hmm. So whatever life you're going to experience, it's not going to be much of anything, in fact, it's going to be, yeah, agonizing. So, so people might think that I'm, you know, Dave approves of unplugging you from the machine. Actually, no. It depends on the situation. What you want to do, you want to have a, um, a natural death. Okay. Actually, when you unplug somebody from the machine, that's artificial. You're killing them. It's been proven. It, it's statistically rare, but there are people that fully recover. It may take, like, all of a sudden they return to normal like seven years later. What happened? It's like this big mystery. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. Yep. This also happens, they have a technical term for it. Great movie came out in 1963. The best horror films, in Dave's opinion, came out in 1963. A lot of gothic horror. It's called the premature burial. And there's a term that sometimes runs in the family where it looks like you died, but you actually didn't. You just appear to have died. And people get buried alive, man. Oh, yeah. And people were aware of this. So wealthy people back in the 19th century, they used to create these devices to eliminate that possibility as much as possible. Yeah. You can be appeared totally dead. That's, a, that's really mortifying. Actually, from what I recall, uh, back when Chris was reading this uh, book on Rosicrucianism, 
Rosicrucian Handbook. Mm-hmm. Um, it had in there that some people actually, uh, it appears like they're dead, but actually what they need, or they actually medically die. Yeah. But um, if you give them certain, like if you hug them a certain amount of times or show them type of emotion, um, like a kiss on the cheek or the forehead, enough times they actually come back and revive. Well, I actually hold to an unprovable theory that your angel can revive you. You can actually be dead, really dead, and your angel brings you back. I can't prove that, but you need to think about that. Because they have, if God gives them that ability, permission, they can do it. Yeah. You are actually dead, and now you're alive again. By the way, that's called a resurrection. Hello? So this is like a, a short one that's not very impressive. It's still a form of resurrection. It didn't get any credit for that. And who did it? God, through the angel. That's a theory. So something to think about. Yeah, but if a prophet can do it, you know, the prophet doesn't have the ability. He uses the angel. God does it. If he can do it through a, a, a prophet, like Elijah, Elijah, he can do it through an angel, right? <laughs> do the angels get any credit? No. It all goes on in the background. And we scratch our head and go, what happened? And you have some TV show about the paranormal, and they talk about these things. You know, people go, ooh, wow. Yeah. The angels get no credit. <clears throat> The angels are the, 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 the movers and the shakers. Uh, people are so ignorant, they don't even know what to do. They don't even know how to act. So we just kind of get pushed around like pawns on a chess table, you know. Certain pawns in certain situations can be uh, quite important to a chess master. Uh, so can certain people like Napoleon. If they're in the right place in the right time, yeah. And they're just getting used. Right. Yeah, actually, um, I want to continue, but it's kind of past my bedtime. Mm -hmm. You have to pick up, and I can keep on going like right now, and kind of want to in a way, but I also, yeah, yeah, I have to get some sleep here before work. Well, I said that you could determine how long we talk. I'm not going to keep talking because um, I have to end this when he ends the call because we're not on talk shoot. Uh, there's a technical problem that I cannot solve. I'm just going to leave it. It's actually reverberation. Yeah. Got me completely baffled. I keep, keeps repeating my voice. I've solved the problem before, but uh, this time, every you can't find a solution. So. Uh, we're using these voice recorders, actually a free app, which I recommend called Call Recorder. Because so I used to use this other free app, and sometimes it would only record my voice and the whole, we'd lose everything. It's when I go to the store. I would just go, you know, I'm walking to the store and I say, I'm gonna record this. And people go, what for? And you listen to it later, it's like, that was an incredible podcast. Actually, no, Dave was just walking to the store. And if I hadn't recorded that, no one would have ever heard it. I don't really do that kind of audio anymore. Yeah. But I have actually done podcasts of high quality in a supermarket. In, I actually used to put them in the title that I was doing. In the, one Are time I did, I put in the title. Our first podcast, I think you went 
Yeah, yeah. There was some stuff we did back in 2012. Wow. You have to learn how to do that. That's uh. <laughs> anyway, yeah. when you're in a store, um, they're watching you. Yeah. And I became painfully aware of that when these two black guys accosted me, claimed that I was. I forgot my wallet. I think I've done that once or twice in my life. So I got this, all this cart of food, you know, and I'm going, oh, geez, you know. So what do you do? Do you put it all back? No, you just leave the cart there. You know, somebody said, well, you should have put it all back. And, you know. Um, so these guys are watching me, and it was, and they accosted me, took me to the secret room, and, you know, they got a mirror there, you know, the two-way mirror or window, and started frisking me. Went. To, I I wore a pack. Oh yeah. And I didn't say I didn't complain about anything. Went right along with it. And boy, were they disappointed. They must have missed seeing something, but because um, I was playing around in my pack, looking through it, and they were watching me. But anyway, after that, I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't think I want to do podcasts. They're looking at you go, what is this guy doing? He's talk, talk, talking. He's not really shopping. He's going up and down these aisles. You know what I mean? Because it looks even more weird to stand in one place. So you got to keep moving around and you're trying to stay away from people. And, and they're watching all this erratic movement. Yeah. Anyway, so I go to this one store. I've been shopping this one store. This is a different one because it's farther away, but I still go. Well, it's called Fred Meyer. It's a... I forget the, the larger corporation, um, Kroger. It's a Kroger store. I don't think it used to be, but it is now. And uh, I've been shopping in that store since the mid-1980s. And uh, I think they actually know me there. You know what I mean? Yeah. They recognize me. You know what I mean? So they're kind of cool with me. This other store, no, they don't know who I am. <clears throat> they know I'm not a shoplifter or anything like that, you know. But they probably think you're a little loopy. So it's kind of embarrassing to do something like that. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not a good multitasker. So when I'm talking like that at a mile a minute, I cannot shop very well. So I'm just pushing the cart and just moving all over the place. Yeah. Because I'm focused on quality in the podcast. Not in, when I get home, I go, I forgot this, I forgot that. Well, you know, what do you expect? <clears throat> yeah. I, I do bring lists sometimes, but not every time. So. <laughs> Uh, podcast for uh, today, and I, I was at the store. I got three times. I had to go back at uh, two occasions, uh, two or three occasions, to get food uh, items. Everybody's forgetting more. Doesn't matter what yeah. your age. It has to do with uh, chemicals in the environment and frequency. It's not because I used to I used to read about um, read um, X well mm-hmm. I guess emails that I've had in the past. And I'm amazed that like like at least five years ago, even from five years ago, it seemed like it was so, such at a higher level. Yeah. yeah. So it ha- that's reducible to one word: focus. So when you read like a, an article, it doesn't have to be a long one. When you read a book or anything that you read, it could be even listen to a podcast. 
it's getting harder and harder to focus and concentrate because everything's wrong. And you'll actually notice this. You know, a lot of people wouldn't want to admit this, you know what I mean? But I have and you have. It's harder for me to read like an article. Yeah. And by the that's one of the purposes of TikTok, by the way. Yeah. It's to dumb you down so like you watch these short little bursts and you get used to that. So it used to be YouTube, these short little eight minute videos. YouTube is more looking more intellectual every day in TikTok. <laughs> And actually on TikTok, and it, uh, I don't do much there, but um, whenever I go there, and it, it, they just start, start throwing these um, scantily clad women at me, shaking their derriere in a song. Do you got anything else to bring to the table? You know? Not really. All right, now. Um, well, we need to talk about health more. I mean, you can see okay. we could, there's so many subjects. No, I could just keep going here. Both of us. So, no, not even on here, to be honest. Uh, one of the reasons I'm doing this because um, we used to talk about health an awful lot. This could be just a podcast about health, esoteric health. I don't even talk about theology or, cons well, <laughs> you know I'm going to talk about conspiracy, so... <laughs> Whether we talk about health or religion or sports or anything, Dave's going to talk about conspiracies. Because what I, what I say earlier, anything significant of value, there's always a conspiracy every single time. So don't search for it because it's too much calorie expenditure. Just assume it. Relax. This is the, God, the world that God gave us. And we're going to get out of this mess, but it's going to happen in stages. Um, yeah. Everything's all screwed up and it's being done the wrong way on purpose. And uh, all right, man, I'm gonna let you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Take care, buddy, and thanks for listening. Catch you later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.